The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. And I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. And today we are continuing round two of our Throwback Trivia Takedown patron tournament. In one corner, we have Scott Primetime Grimes. Scott, I would like you to say hello, but I would like you to do it in the form of a WWE promo. Well, if I'm just saying hello, I'm going to go old Val Venus. Hello, ladies. And tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thanks for having me back on, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm Scott Grimes. I, I guess I'm a veteran of the show now, uh, which is much appreciated. I'm also a very, very honored member of the BFOP network uh, with my nostalgia cast, People Don't Forget. So if you have not listened to that yet, uh, listen to all the BFOP shows. And then when you're done with those and you want something not as great but still fun, go listen to People Don't Forget. Um, I also uh, am one-eighth of the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast as well. So uh, if trivia is your thing and you enjoy this, particularly the sports questions, go and give us a listen. We always appreciate that. And we've had Adam on a few times, and uh, it's always a lot of fun. They are particularly tough. To, I mean, so our trivia is like general trivia. Uh, Benchwarmers sports trivia is like, I think you have to be rain man of sports, but I mean, in a good way, like those guys are impressive. You and your cohorts on Benchwarmers are impressive people. Thank you. And in the other corner, we have Scotty too hottie himself, Scott, the beefcake barber. Scott, if you would give us your best WWE promo introduction. Oh yeah, tower power, ready not to be sour. We're here today to grapple in the ring of knowledge. Yeah, really. <laughs> and Scott, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, other than doing the world's worst macho man impression. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> sorry, I had something in my throat right there. Uh, no, uh, just, uh, you know, a trivia player, but not a very good one. I'm a... Uh, 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 on a few of the different podcasts, I've actually been on bench warmers uh, before, and uh, um, one of my national uh, team teammates, Dan Lundberg, is uh, one of the bench warmers as well. So I will second Scott's uh, uh, advice to go and check out bench warmers if you're into uh, sports trivia at all. Really, really good show. I'm a, and I'm a patron of them as well as uh, this show here. Yeah, Dan Lumberg saved my bacon on an episode for sure. I was partnered with him, luckily, and I beat ah. Scott Grimes, which was great. Oh, that I think that's going to be a trend we'll see after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, well, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head to head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of 10 questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature, and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. 
Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomised from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I want to learn a little bit more about our two Scots. And since we're kind of on the subject, I want to know who is your favorite pro wrestler? With these two people, it's like picking children for sure. You can tell like they're racking their brains. It's tough generationally, but uh, I'll, I'll go with someone that came up right when I started watching wrestling and I followed his whole career. And I, I just always appreciated the fact that he gave his all in the ring. You could really tell that he loved the business and he wasn't a guy that was handed anything. He worked his way to the top. So started as a, a tag team guy and, and he got out on his own. And actually in my hometown here, he won his first championship and, and I lost my voice screaming at the top of my lungs. So my all time favorite is, uh, is edge. Oh, good call. Yeah, I thought you were going to go Randy Mulkey on that one, but um, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> uh, I've always been um, sort of a mark for this guy, and uh, I even dressed as him as uh, um, at Halloween uh, a couple years ago. I've got some good pictures of me with the fake sleeves and the belt across my shoulder. I've always been a big fan of the guy. Even I saw his last match in the WWE, and I saw his first match in the UFC. Uh, live at both places and that's the chick magnet cm punk all right well unfortunately neither of you said the correct answer Uh, hogan he is the greatest ever what what unfortunately for unfortunately for scott grimes i have no idea who the edge is but i do know who cm punk is so scott oh my gosh first in round one oh my goodness well (laughs) you don't know who edge is Hall of Famer Edge? Okay. It's so funny that John asked that question because he's just, he's not a wrestling fan at all. I can tell. <laughs> so I, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to, you know, just name someone so I could get the, the you know, to, the chance to go first or if I would be sincere. Yeah. I decided to be sincere. So, Edge, if you're listening, I don't get to go first, but I didn't lie, okay? Oh, man. Uh, well, you probably know him better for his time with you, too. I mean, he's, he's, he's kind of a dual threat like that. But. Very talented. <laughs> Would it bother y'all to know that on that same episode that John and I counted down our top wrestlers, my number one, and it still is today, I'm okay with that, is Goldberg? Uh, I don't it's know. Fine. I don't know which one of those two hurt, hurts worse, to be honest. With I mean, you. I get it, though, where you're from, where you grew up. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I just want to remind everybody out there, the last time we heard of these two Scots, uh, mm. they were beating people up in their first round of this uh, BFOP, or not the BFOP, the Throwback Trivia. BFOP's our other uh, show. Check that one out, too. Uh, this Throwback Trivia Takedown Tournament. Uh, Scott Grimes took out Ian Schultz, and Scott Barber took down Anna Piper. And who is the winner of this uh, episode going to face? Yep, they will. Uh, this uh, Whichever Scott prevails uh, will be taking on... Nathan McQuinn, who just in the last episode came from behind to take out our Aussie Frankie Mitchell. All right, Scott Barber, why don't you give us your first pick? All right, let's go with movies. And your decade is the 2000s. Scott, what are the five D's of dodgeball? You want all five of them? Okay. All five of them. Okay. Yep. Duck. 
dive, dodge, and dodge. It's not in that order, but I think that's it. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge is correct. Dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. That's you, right. you got it. All right, Mr. Grimes? I will take music. And your decade is again the 2000s. Oh, man. I got a feeling this group's 2009 release, The End, went two times platinum in the U.S., while the biggest single went diamond. Could have got this one without the hint, but I appreciate it anyway. It's the Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas is correct. I was a big fan of that band. I liked them until their Super Bowl performance. Yeah. And oh, that, yeah. that kind of killed it for me. Okay. When everything seemed to go a little bit like too high production, then I was kind of out. Yeah, I think they, they had to, after that Super Bowl performance, they got so much bad press that they almost had to completely switch what they were trying to do and go big and so that people weren't paying attention to the, the poor vocal quality and it didn't work for them. Hmm. I didn't realize that they got that much backlash from the Super Bowl. Oh, That's interesting. They, they were bad. I don't remember it being a great performance, but I just yeah. didn't realize it had that much backlash. It's interesting. All right, Mr. Barber, what would you like? Let's go to TV, please. And straight down the list. Let's say at the dice, we're still on the 2000s. All right, rolling hot. Let me explain. No, there's too much. Let me sum up. Name this cult hit dramedy about souls that become Grim Reapers before they can pass on. That only ran for two seasons. Can you repeat the question, please? Let me explain. No, there's too much. Let me sum up. Name this cult hit dramedy about souls that become Grim Reapers before they can pass on. It only ran for two seasons. I don't know where the, the clues from Princess Bride. It's, a, it's the Nico Montoya quote. I don't know why. I don't see the connection between that and what I think the answer is. But my guess is going to be Pushing Daisies. Pushing Daisies is incorrect. Okay. That's, why there's, that's why I couldn't figure out the connection. The grinds can you steal? Oh, I don't think I can. I, I pushing daisies. I thought when he said that, I thought that was it for sure. I'm also trying to pick up on the clue, but I, I I'm trying to if someone from Princess Bride in a show, but I it, I can't get it from that. I mean, Mandy Patinkin shows lasted a lot longer than two seasons, so I, I can't think of what it would be either. So I will say it's uh, let's just go with the CW show Reaper. Reaper is also incorrect. You were on the right track when you were thinking Mandy Batikin because Mandy Batikin was on this show. It was called Dead Like Me. Oh, I've heard of that show. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. No points there. And uh, Mr. Grimes, it's your turn to pick. Well, it's got to happen eventually. Let's do sports. And we're going to the 80s. You cannot be serious was famously shouted by what tennis bad boy during the 1981 Wimbledon Championships when one of his shots was called out? I'm going to go with John McEnroe. John McEnroe is correct. The baby. <laughs> <laughs> he was the best. Oh. All right, Mr. Barber, it is your turn. Go toys and games, please. And your decade is the 50s. Oh, nice. This iconic American toy, first released in 1952, originally only came with the accessories, and the main component 
had to be taken from your kitchen. That's a Mr. Potato Head or Potato Head. That is Mr. Potato Head. My favorite Toy Story character, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I think mine was Ham. Yeah. He was was sassy. Uh, All right, Mr. Grimes, you uh, get your Yeah, well, now that we're on the subject of potatoes and ham, let's go with food. (laughs) What a set. Full of segues. What a podcaster guy you are. (laughs) And your decade is the 90s. This Hubba Bubba branded gum was wrapped with paper made to look like a bandage and was packaged in a metallic container similar to that of a bandage box. Oh, I definitely ate it as a kid. Def- oh, man. What is it called? Since I can't really get the name, let's just say Bazooka. Bazooka is incorrect. Mr. Barber, can you steal? I don't think I can. I don't remember this at all. Um, 1990s. Um, I'll just say first aid. I don't know. First aid. Also incorrect. Yeah. Adam, do you remember this gum? No, not at all. I remember the gum, but I didn't remember the name until I looked up. It was simply called Ouch. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, that's funny. I definitely, remember the, I, I definitely remember the packaging. I, I certainly remember the, the Band-Aid and unwrapping it. Yeah. It was, I was the same. When I saw a picture, I was like, oh, I remember that. But the name itself yep. didn't quite. That's work. funny. There's a lot of things yeah. in the 90s like that, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, rings. You know, I'm with you. I'm just just googling the image. Yes, the the container absolutely is uh, very colorful yeah. and very memorable. That rings pretty true of the '90s. Yeah, it sounds like a '90s thing. All right. Well, no points awarded on that one. So we are back to Mr. Scotty B. Let's go with uh, literature, please. Literature. Ben said it's okay that we said that. Uh, and the 2000s. Back to the 2000s. November 2009 was the final issue of this magazine's 68-year run. The New York Times noted that it, was, it, that it was to food as Vogue is to fashion. Can I get a reread, please? Absolutely. Thank you. November 2009 was the final issue of this magazine's 68-year run. The New York Times noted that it was to food as Vogue is to fashion. Gosh, I don't know. Um... Uh, I'll just take a guess and say Bon Appetit. I don't know. Bon Appetit is incorrect. Mr. Grimes, can you steal? Not at all. Um, Mm -hmm. Not the type of magazines I was collecting back in the day. Not the food Mm -hmm. ones. Uh, Well, not that kind of food. Um, So, yeah, I I don't have much of a guess. I'll say it was called Eat Me. (laughs) (laughs) Eat Me makes me think of Men in Black. And Tommy Lee right. trying to get cockroach eat him. Uh, that is also incorrect. The correct answer is gourmet. Okay. Oh. Gourmet. All right. Well, the board has taken a lot of points. Let's go to Mr. Grimes to see what he wants next. Let's do slang. And your decade is the 80s. All right. We are staying in the later decades of this game. This term means something that is fundamentally wrong or unfair. Like what happened to those two dudes when they went on that journey once. Uh, can you reread that, please? This term means something that is fundamentally wrong or unfair. 
like what happened to those two dudes who went on that journey once. Journey? The 80s, so that's not Brokeback Mountain. That's not the reference there. <laughs> so, um, two dudes. That makes me think of like Bill and Ted or something like that, but I don't think excellent is the answer here. So let's, I'm going to say, I know it's wrong. Let's say gnarly. Gnarly is incorrect. Mr. Barbicane, you steal. Yeah, you were all over it, Scott. It's a, it is a Bill and Ted reference, and it's not excellent, but it's the next one. It's bogus. Bogus is correct. They went on an excellent adventure and a bogus, bogus journey. journey. I'm, I'm glad I at least got the two dudes correct. No, yeah, you, you were all over <laughs> it. I thought you were going to pull it at the end there. All right. Uh, we are down to our last two categories, news and fashion. Scotty B, which one do you want? Let's go with news and politics, please. Politics. But we're staying in those late decades. We're in the 90s. In 1992, this Category 5 hurricane killed 65 people and caused $26 billion in damage to Florida and the Gulf Coast. It was the costliest natural disaster until Hurricane Katrina in 2005. There's a lot of them on that time, and I cannot... I can't keep these in order for some reason in my head. Katrina's the big one that everybody remembers, but I just can't keep the rest of them in order. I don't think it's right, but I'm going to guess Hurricane Ike. Ike is incorrect. No, didn't think so. Okay. Crimes, can you steal? Uh, uh, Hurricane Ike is the only one that hit Tina. It didn't hit Florida. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my that Lord. Was, that was too easy. You're... <laughs> Oh, man. I almost made that joke, oh, and I'm man. it was you who did it, not me. Ooh. Well, I don't know if I can top that. Um, I, I don't have it off the top of my head, so trying to reverse engineer it, I know they go alphabetically. I don't know if they go alphabetically by region or how that really necessarily works. So, if you know, Katrina being 2005 being K, and I do remember Ike. So if I'm thinking this is 92 and it's earlier in the alphabet, I think it maybe might be one of the first few letters. So I'm going to say it's, uh, let's go with Hurricane Charlie. Hurricane Charlie is incorrect. You were right, Scott. Uh, well, Mr. Grimes, I should say that it was earlier in the letter, uh, but it was the earliest one. This was Hurricane Andrew. Andrew, Andrew that's right. I knew that. Yeah. I knew Andrew was one, but I didn't think that would have been wow, all the way back then. All right, and that leaves uh, fashion for Mr. Grimes. And he's getting the 70s. The term for this clothing item was first used by Women's Wear Daily in 1970 to describe shorts made in luxury fabrics such as velvet and satin, but has since become a generic term for any pair of extremely short shorts. I'm going to say Daisy Dukes. Daisy Dukes is incorrect. Barbara, can you steal? I'm, I can't think of what it would be. Um, maybe booty shorts. Adam, I need a ruling. Oh, oh, look at me! Uh, I can make <laughs> look it. Look at me. My, um, but can I can I say my guess? And if that helps or hurts, what we want to do? I would have guessed hot pants. 
The answer I was looking for is hot pants. Okay. Oh, okay. You consider booty shirt shorts another term for hot pants? I would not. That's fair. Booty shorts, I think, are specifically more in like the later two, like to nineties and two thousands. I think hot pants are more of like a seventies thing. Okay. That's that. Right. That's just that, that's how I would call it. No, I can live with that. And Mr. Grimes, it, it's kind of one of those things where all Daisy Dukes are oh, hot yeah, pants. Exactly. Daisy. <laughs> yep. All right. Wouldn't quite give it to you for that one. Fair enough. All right. And uh, another one for the board. Let's see if we can do a little bit better in round two. Uh, since Mr. Barber picked first, Mr. Grimes, you're going to get to pick first for him in round two. Do we get a score update uh, going in the seconds? Hey, Adam, what's the score? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Um, we've got two of our greatest contestants right here, but unfortunately the board has beaten them a little bit. Scott Barber is in the lead, though, 30 to Scott Grimes' 20. All right. All right, let's see if we can pick up uh, some, some extra points here in round two. Mr. Grimes, what do you want to give to Mr. Barber? We're going to go right back to fashion. Smart move. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, the decade is the 90s this time. Alana Miles sang about her love for this fabric. It became a staple for dresses and tops in the 90s. Well, her lesser known hit uh, was Love Is. I don't think it's that, so I'll go with Black Velvet. I was specifically just looking for velvet, but I will accept it. Good deal. Velvet of any color, really. <laughs> Sounds good. I want to drape myself in velvet. Uh, yeah, you know what it's it's a it's a weekend night we can make it happen come on man let's get crazy <laughs> adam i was gonna make a weird owl reference with that but i was, thought it would might be too obscure so i had to go for the alana alana miles reference yeah that, that was definitely more gettable uh all right mr barber what do you want to give to mr grimes let's go with food right and your decade is the 60s Nestle launched this non-dairy creamer in 1961 that garnered great commercial success in part because it dissolved better in hot liquid. I, I'm not a coffee drinker. Never had creamer a day in my life. So um, I have no idea. I'm going to just pass on this one. All right, Mr. Barber, can you yeah, steal? I am also not a coffee drinker, uh, which is... Rare for the uh, people I usually hang around with. I'm sure they would get this right away. So I'm just going to guess Nescafe and count it as zero. Nescafe will be counted as zero. That is Sounds zero. good. I, I was looking for Coffee Mate. Oh, Coffee Mate. Okay, okay. very good. All right. Uh, no points there, Mr. Barber. What do you want to give to Mr. Grimes? No, no, no. No, that's the other way. Uh, I just gave food. Yeah, I just gave food. Scott, Scott, it's your turn to pick for Scott. There, dude, we there got it go. every time. Hey, it's every time. You're always right that way. <laughs> Can't go wrong. Um, it wouldn't be here if I didn't mess something up. <laughs> Let's go with uh, toys and games. And the decade is the 70s. Despite the name, Stevie Nicks was not involved in the creation of this 1971 Parker Brothers political election game where players must play for electoral votes and most votes win. Was there a game called Leather and Lace? That, that's, a, that's a different kind of game. Uh, okay. I mean, we've got velvet, we've got leather, we've got lace. This is a hell of a Friday night, man. Oh, man, I didn't know it was that, I didn't know it was that kind of party. Hey, uh... 
All right, can I get a repeat of that, please? Sure. Despite the name, Stevie Nicks was not involved in the creation of this 1971 Parker Brothers political election game where players must play for electoral votes and the most votes win. Going through the Stevie Nicks catalog in my give me a second here. That, not that. I'm going to guess Silver Spring. Silver Spring is incorrect. Uh, figured as much. I'm doing the same thing with the catalog, trying to think of what would make sense as a, as a good game. And I'm wondering if it's her solo stuff or is it Fleetwood Mac? Is it a game called Go Your Own Way or <laughs> Don't Stop, Dreams? And none of those seem to, to hit for me. So uh, I'm stuck between two because I think Edge of 17 sounds like a really cool game. But we're talking about votes and electoral votes. So I'm thinking maybe the game is called Landslide. So that's what I'm going to go with. I've been afraid of changing. Landslide is correct. That's perfect answer. Great way to get that. Good, Good job. One. John, did you think of that question? Because literally in uh, on Sunday, we were recording our top 10 Fleetwood Mac episodes uh, with um, someone from Misinformation. Can you tell us who that is? Uh, it's Julia from Misinformation. You. And you no, know, I didn't. I found the game and then made the connection to Stevie Nick. Nice. Not the other way around. All right. Adam, where are we? I'm already lost. Uh, Scott is picking for Scott. <laughs> there you go. All right. I'm going to go news and politics. And the decade will be the 80s. Tank Man is the nickname of an unidentified Chinese man who stood in front of a column of tanks leaving, leaving what location on June 5th, 1989, the day after the Chinese military had brutally suppressed protests. One more time, please. Tank Man is the nickname of an unidentified Chinese man who stood in front of uh, um, who stood in front of a column of tanks, leaving what location on June fifth, nineteen eighty nine, the day after the Chinese military had brutally suppressed protests. I'll just say the Great Wall of China. Great Wall of China is incorrect. Gotta be, can you steal? Yeah, I think that was uh, the protests at Tiananmen Square. Tiananmen Square is correct. Yep. I, now that you mentioned that, I've definitely seen it. Yeah. The he's the guy that stood literally in front of the tank yep. and it had to stop. And it's like the, the shot's great. It's just him and the tank and the, yeah. and the visual. It's, uh, it's yep. a stunning visual. Yeah. I'm not sure they ever found out who he was either. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Because no, I've, I've looked for it. I don't think we know who he was. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, Mr. Grimes, what would you like to give Mr. Barber? Uh, literature. And it'll be from the 50s. Though she was preceded by Marilyn Monroe, Margie Harrison was the first to actually appear as a centerfold and earn, and sorry, and the first to earn what Playboy title? Oh, uh, well, absent of any other guess, um, I'll just say Playmate of the Month. Playmate of the Month is correct. All right. That's my kind of literature right there. I went talking. I like, I like those books without the words in them. That's my style right there, man. Come on. Everyone reads them. Hey, the I'm, from, I'm from West Virginia. I don't like, I like those picture books, man. 
All right, Mr. Barber, what do you want to give to Mr. Grimes? Uh, oh, let's go slang. Why not? All right. And the decades of the 2000s. This tasty slang term is used to describe a person's body fat that extends horizontally over the edges of the waistline of tightly fitting pants or skirts, visible when there is a gap between upper and lower garments. I know a few different ones that I used in my day, but I'll go with uh, muffin top. Muffin top is delicious and the correct answer. <laughs> also a solid Seinfeld episode uh, about the, just the tops of muffins. But John's not a Seinfeld fan, unfortunately. Oh, I never would have made that association. Oh, podcast. They, they, had, they started a restaurant, Top of the Muffin. Yeah. And I have an entire podcast. Thank you, Scott, for leading Welcome. us into it. <laughs> if anybody out there is a Seinfeld fan, check out Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. All right, Mr. Grimes, what do you want to give to Mr. Barber? Let's give him TV. The decade is the 60s. Dan Rowan and Rick Martin starred in this iconic comedic variety show. When I think of, uh, it's Rowan and Martin. Is that what you said? Uh, is, is, that, is that the two names, Rowan and Martin? Dan Rowan and Rick Martin. Yeah, Ronan Martin, that uh, leads me to, uh, oh, what is it? Is it, is it, I'll, I'll just uh, take a shot at it. I think it's Laugh-In. Laugh-In is correct. Uh, yeah, wouldn't have got it without thinking of Ronan Martin, no. I, that, I'd never heard the first names, I don't think, ever, but uh, putting the last names together, is, that's how I know that title is Ronan Martin's Laugh-In. Well, that's why I put the first names in there. I was hoping to trip you up a little bit. Well, it tripped me up a little bit, but I still got there. All right. Uh, I believe all we have left are music and movies. No, we and have sports, sports left. Yeah. Sports. Uh, let's go movies. And the decade is the 60s. Jeff Bridges played the awesomely named Rooster Cogburn in 2010's remake of True Grit. But what iconic actor played the character in the 1969 original? Gonna hope it's John Wayne. You were gonna hope that John Wayne is correct. And Grimes, what do you want to give to Mr. Barber? Uh, neither one. Ah. <laughs> uh, he, can, he can take sports this time around. All right. Being particularly generous. And the decade is the 70s. Ooh. This infamous ball player earned the nickname Charlie Hustle at a 1970 exhibition game when he came charging around down the third base line attempting to score and ran catcher Ray Fossey over, separating Fossey's shoulder. Uh, poor Ray Fossey's career is never the same after that. I actually met this guy in Vegas. Uh, I've, I've got a picture of me and him together and an autograph, and it was one of the worst celebrity meetings I've ever had in my life. That Charlie Hustle was, of course, uh, Pete Rose. Pete Rose is correct. Uh, uh, I was going to say even before you answered, was he gambling? In the, uh, <laughs> that, was the, that was the joke. As I'm walking down Caesar's Palace, and this guy comes up to me in a you know, a number 14 Reds jersey. And he's like, hey, you want to meet Pete Rose? And I was like, okay. I went to shake his hand. I was like, oh, hi, Pete Rose. Yeah. Okay, sure, buddy. He said, no, I'm serious. He's right down here. 
I was like, okay, is he down there on roulette wheel? Is he betting on red? Is that what you're saying here? <laughs> and sure enough, go down there and there he is. And he said by himself at the table. So I bought like a $70 picture and had him sign it and got a picture with him. And he was just, uh, he, he, the only thing you want to talk about is this guy named Jack Whitaker, who was a lottery winner from West Virginia. Once he found out I was from West Virginia, all you want to talk about is this guy named Jack Whitaker, who was a, just a, not a good representative for West Virginia uh, of people. He was just an awful kind of person, but uh, because he kind of paid to be Pete Rose's friend, he thought he was the best guy ever. And I was just like, Oh, just get me out of here. Just sign this and let me go, please. It's awful. I would say I'm surprised, but I've actually also seen Pete Rose down on the strip very often. Yep. So it's not a new experience. Yep. He's, he's down there a lot. Yep. And you, you were right. He just sets up at a table, just somewhere off the strip in the shade. That's where you'll yep. find him. Making a few hundred bucks, signing and taking pictures. Yeah. All right, Mr. Grimes, you are left with music. Decade will be the nineties. Get this party started by pink was written by Linda Perry former lead singer of what 90s one-hit wonder band? Oh, 90s one-hit wonders. I, I don't know much about that. I didn't do a top 10 90s one-hit wonders <laughs> list with you gentlemen or anything. You know, I've heard this fact before as well. The Perry. The name sounds so familiar. 90s one-hit wonder band. I'm going to be really upset when I hear this too. Um, I don't think of them as a one-hit wonder, but for the sake of time, I'll answer with Sixpence, None the Richer, just because they had that Kiss Me song. Sixpence, None the Richer is incorrect. Mr. Barber, can you steal? Up with this question. What is going on with this? I think, I think what's up and what's going on with this question is... The band is Four Non Blondes. Four Non Blondes is correct. Nice. Nice, Mr. Barber. Well done. Yeah, thanks. That's right. All right. That is the end of round two. Adam, how does our score sit? Well, the lead has been extended, but it's not out of reach. Scott Barber is at 90, and Scott Grimes is at 50. All right. Mr. Barber, since you are in the lead, you are going to get to pick a category first for the wager round. Hmm. Let's stick with music then. Decade is the 60s. All right. And Mr. Grimes, what category would you like for the wager round? Doing 60s music. Let's, oh man, you know what? It'd be weird if we didn't do sports. So let's do sports. It's <laughs> the reason I left it out there. I assumed you were going to take it. And the decade is the 2000s. You're uh, based on 60s music and 2000 sports. Please go ahead and lock in your wagers. I've got mine. I'm good. All right. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Here is your 60s music question. The Blues Brothers were smart to sing this 1968 Tammy Wynette classic to lull the crowd at Bob's Country Bunker. And your 2000 sports question. Sadly... During the Daytona 500 on February 18th, 2001, this driver was killed in a three-car crash on the final lap of the race. Let me know if you need me to repeat anything. 
Yep, I don't think they're going to need to be repeated, and I probably don't need to think about it too much. So I'm going to just very quickly say, if you guys out there are not listening to People Don't Forget, you should. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Scott Grimes, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's this dude. He's kind of cool. He's kind of not, but he's mostly cool. I kind of like him. Uh, and he has a fantastic podcast. It's a nostalgia cast all about different pop culture aspects of different years. Make sure you guys check it out. Thank you. And I'm also locked in. Yeah, we're good. I'm locked in. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Mr. Grimes, since you were behind, why don't you give us your answers to the questions? Uh, yep. So, for the music question, the only Tammy Wynette song I know is Stand By Your Man. So, that's my answer there. And then, sadly, uh, the answer for the sports question is Dale Earnhardt Sr. All right. And Mr. Barber. Yeah, I didn't think it was D-I-V-O-R-C-E for the Tammy Wynette song. So, I also said... Stand by your man for Tammy Wynette. And uh, yep, on turn three, uh, we uh, can still hear uh, the president of uh, NASCAR. I think, was, I think his name is Mike Helton. Come to the press conference and just say solemnly, we have lost Dale Earnhardt. Uh, the answer is Dale Earnhardt. All right. Uh, the answer to the music question was indeed stand by your man. And the answer to 2000 sports is unfortunately and sadly Dale Earnhardt senior. So uh, on a solemn note, both people are going to get their bets. Well, so let's see how it uh, came down. Uh, Mr. Grimes, what was your wager? I said bet on red. Of course uh, I went all in with 50 points. Nice. All right. And Mr. Barber. I uh, did just enough to pull out the win and bet 11. Bet 11 to, to add to just go over the top. All right, Adam, what is our final score? In uh, the second single point margin victory of the tournament with 101 against 100, Scotty Too Hottie Barber takes the win. Oh, really did good you? game. Good game, Scott. I tell you, man, uh, it, it would have been kind of crazy had it been like 100 to 50 going into the final, because I really don't know if I would have bet. Then right. you're in a situation where, you know, it, you could you could really screw it up. So this was a this was an easy wager, but it was a really good game. Uh, you, you I mean, score is not indicative of uh, how good of a player you are, man. All right, so Mr. Barber, we're going to hear from you later into uh, the next uh, round of episodes. So, Mr. Grimes, I'm going to give you a chance to uh, give any uh, shout-outs or promote anything you'd like. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I, I won't plug anything else. I did it at the beginning, and Adam was gracious enough to, to do it for me for people don't forget. So listen to him if, if that's your thing. Um, I just want to thank you guys for having me uh, in the tournament. Um, I mean, I know I had to pay technically to get in since I'm a patron, but still, <laughs> I appreciate you guys letting me come on here and, and indulge in some nostalgic glory. Um, if I was going out, I wanted to go out and blaze of glory there. I, I can't be mad at scoring a hundred and, and losing. Um, this isn't the first time and it probably won't be the last time that Barbara and I have faced off in a tournament. So I got the better yeah. of him in the past. He got the better of me today. So I look forward to the rubber match there. It's always an honor to, to face you, sir. And I'm rooting for you to go all the way. Cause I want a Scott to win this thing. I like it. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. All right, well, that's Adam, and I'm John, and this was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. 
Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hi, my name is Scott, and I host a nostalgia cast called People Don't Forget. Join me each episode for a deep dive into all things nostalgia. Do you remember your favorite songs from the year 2000 or the TV shows you watched in 2003? If you don't, that's okay. Listen to People Don't Forget and take a particular journey with me down memory lane.